It was certainly a backyard brawl to remember on Thursday night from Acrisure Stadium. Unfortunately for the Mountaineers, though, they did not come out on top. What's going on, everybody? Wesley Shoemaker, Aaron Parker, back with you today. Blue Gold Sports Podcast. Whew. Um, tough, tough one. Um, if you're the Mountaineers, you had every chance to win that game, and you just couldn't at the end. Um, we'll get into all of it. Just, uh, it's been a very long night for the both of us. I didn't get back from Pittsburgh working the game till three in the morning and here we are at 9 40 friday morning giving you this giving you this podcast so we will do our best to talk about everything aaron just kind of your overall thoughts not really don't get into specifics quite yet just kind of your overall thoughts on your feelings um your feelings today um i mean the feelings are pretty pretty crappy but you know i think that this team has a has a quarterback in jt daniels I think they have a bright young star with uh, C.J. Donaldson, but um, that was the most WVU way to lose a football game I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I'm not even surprised that it ended the way it did. Yeah, so let's my- uh, let's just start. Let's start at the end. Um, we'll start 341. 341 mark. Pitt goes – actually, we'll, we'll start earlier than that. So, six minutes, ten seconds left in the game. West Virginia is at their own 47-yard line. Uh, the Mountaineers on the last drive had just gotten a sack of 14 yards from Dante, a sack of six yards from, uh, who was it? Was it, no, it wasn't Austin. It was, do you know who it was? Um, Sack. I'm looking, hold on. Mm -hmm. It was. Sean Martin. Sean Martin. Yep. Sean Martin sack for six yards. It's third and 40. It feels like. Um, third and 30, whatever pit punt, like pit has to punt and your defense just made a huge stand and you're coming back with the ball. Um, Mountaineers fourth and half a yard and they decide to go and punt in the, in the moment. I thought that was the right decision. I looked to, uh, who the reporter next to me, I said, that's what you have to do. You have to punt there. Um, I just, I just think your defense was playing really well. And if you turn the ball over, Pitt goes 30 yards and they score no matter what. So, obviously, hindsight's 20-20, but your defense was playing well. You did exactly what you were going to do. You pinned them inside their 10-yard line. Like, they, that ball went to the eight. Like, if you want to talk about guys who had a good night, Oliver Straw, true freshman punter, he punted the ball extremely well all night. He's been fighting for that job, and he won that job, and he, he showed out last night. And he – that that special team unit, I do say, I think it is much improved from where it was last year. Um, we'll get into all this later, but I think you put there. That's just me. I just think that it's too risky, especially in a game where you're not at home. If you're at home, you can go for it because you kind of have the crowd no matter what. You did not have the crowd last night. I don't know what anyone said before the game, that 75-25 ESPN graphic. There was... Probably out of the 70,000 people there, I'd say 80, 75% Pitt fans. Like, West Virginia Pitt fans did show out, but looking down, that whole lower bowl on the Pitt side was Pitt fans. Obviously, Pitt had their huge student section in the one end zone. So, there's a lot of Pitt fans there. Um, I think you punt that ball, 
and I don't disagree with Neil Brown's decision. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm gonna have to take the other side on that. Aaron, I think. Aaron, Aaron, in the moment, did you agree to punt the ball? Um, I didn't really think about what's right or what's not, but I knew what was gonna happen. I thought, you know, it looked like they were gonna go for it, but once the play clock went down, I knew Neil was gonna do that classic: let the play clock run out, take five yards backwards, and punt. He does that all the time. Um, so I wasn't really thinking about what's right. In the moment, it was like, here we go again. Neil's playing not to lose. Oklahoma 2021, Virginia Tech 2021, just barely got that win. Lost to Oklahoma, just playing not to lose. Um, that's what I thought, and that's what I still think. And hold on, another thing. I just – there's not enough I – didn't, I didn't think there's enough trust there. I mean, you got C.J. Donaldson, who you've been raving on all camp. He runs seven times. He only gets the ball seven times for 125 and a touchdown. He's big, he's fast, and he runs downhill. You need not a yard. You need a foot. <laughs> or get the lineman behind JT Daniels and push him. I, I just didn't think there was enough trust in the offense there. But, again, the defense had been playing well. You trust them to, to get that stop, and it just didn't happen. So, I don't know. What I'll say to that point, though, is West Virginia kind of – in short yardage situations, they kind of struggled there. I think on that, it was that late drive, that game tying drive. It was third and two. Uh, Tony Mathis runs up the middle. It's third and two. Tony Mathis, like it, it was close. Like those are the types of things that West Virginia kind of had struggled with all night. That O line was, I think, getting beat a lot, especially yeah. late in that game in that fourth quarter. That O line kind of just couldn't hold on, and so. I didn't I didn't dislike the decision. Obviously hindsight's 2020. If you go for it and you get it, you win that game. Um I do think that there's a point though of playing not to lose versus playing to win. But I think in your head, if you're Neil Brown and you say, Wow, look what my defense just did, let's have them go ninety-two yards and however much six minutes and have to score a touchdown, like do it, you know? And he he took that bet and his defense allowed a touchdown but then his offense was in a position to win the game again so kind of moving to that like West Virginia gets the ball three minutes 41 seconds at their own 25 after the pit touchdown and kickoff first play it's a run 14 yards on the outside um second play everyone's seen it by now uh JT Daniels looks left Bryce Ford Wheaton's wide open um and just I've heard it be called the pit six I've heard it a bunch of different things you can call it whatever you want if you're a West Virginia fan it's the it's a it's the worst drop ever um and I think those are the kind of plays that happen in these types of games those are the types of plays that if you're Bryce like it's gonna be a hard week getting over that and having to go face your 60,000 faithful on Saturday but um Bryce Ford doesn't catch it hits off his hands pit defender catches it runs 54, 54 yards, 64 yards, whatever it was. Um, and that place went bonkers. And you get the you get the ball back, um, driving down the field. What could have been like Bryce Ford? I mean, in fairness, that last drive when he was driving down the field, I was very impressed with how he kind of just held in there. Like he got smacked on that one. On that one across the middle on that third down. Third down? Yeah, third down. Um, he got smacked. They picked up the flag. They picked up two targeting flags on Pitt. And 
we'll get into that in a second um once we're done here but picked up the flag um kept the things moving and then fourth and 16 i think it was on the last play of the game and uh jt daniels like he was harassed that last drive jt daniels was he was just just doing his thing um and so he just throws it up. Reese Smith doesn't look like he caught it from li- like live. I said to myself, I was like, no way he caught that. And then the refs are spotting the ball. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there's no way they just caught a miracle. Um, replay. I couldn't tell. Um, I think Kevin Kinder or Dave Pinnock, one of the two blue gold news. They have a really good photo of it guys. If you want to go check it out at B L U E G O L D N E W S on Twitter. Um, it looked like the ball was on the ground, but then again, the rule is, I believe the ball can be on the ground as long as you have control of it. Looked like he had control. Not my decision. Neil was pissed about it after the game. Neil, if you guys saw it, it just wasn't the best look. He followed the referee off the field of some sort. It looked like, um, so yeah, just kind of your thoughts there, Aaron, on how this offense responded and how kind of that last drive went from your point of view. Yeah. I mean, we could talk all day about the you know, putting the ball and the Reese Smith play and, and all that. Um, but the game was the game was lost with that drop. And I knew it as soon as, soon as the ball went through his hands. Um, you know, the game was lost at that moment. You could talk about the Reese Smith play. Like you, watching from home, when I saw it live, I thought that's not a catch. Um, but I don't think anybody truly knows the rule, um, including the stripes at this point. So, you know, you can argue about that, but I think the game was truly lost with that pick six. It's just such a – it just seems like that doesn't happen to other teams. But, you know, and it's your best receiver, too. It's Bryce Ford Wheaton, nine for 97 with two touchdowns. I mean, you know, and he did respond. Um, I like the way JT responded. And you're right, he was getting eat up um, towards the end with, with that pressure. And, you know, it was just – it didn't work out in the end. And I think you just got to go back to that that pick six. I'm tired of watching it, but – that's where the game was decided. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Bryce a little bit. Third generation Mountaineer, and he's playing the game of his life and probably the biggest game of his life. And for that to happen, like, I I so feel for the kid. Um. I just think that <laughs> – when it happened, I was like, of, of course, right? Like, just of course, as JT Daniels described after the game, he said it was a fluke play. If I throw that ball a thousand times, that probably happens once. And he's right. Um, it's unfortunate that that happened in that situation. Daniels said something along those lines as well. And he said, which and I just think, we'll get into Daniels in a second here, but I just think that, if he makes that catch, I don't see where Pitt's defense was stopping West Virginia on that drive. Um, I think you really run the ball down the field and you score. This game's over. And you come back to Morgantown, and we were having a way different conversation today. Um, there's not much more we can really say for me besides, like, I feel for the kid. Um, I I think he'll – he's this season, he's still going to have a really good season. He went for – he like, if we're also being honest, like, he got – killed a couple times in that game he finished with 16 targets nine receptions 97 yards two tutties um he played his ass off he really did and it's unfortunate that no one's gonna think about the 97 and two they're gonna think about the one um 
And it sucks because he's a really good player. He's a really good dude. And I feel for him and I feel for I feel for that locker room because they all played Pitt last night and it's unfortunate that that one play decided the game. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's kind of life as a mountaineer, those little fluke plays that's just, you know, I kind of was waiting for it at that point. I have, I've seen it too many times. I was like, I told my roommate, you know, it's going to come down to who screws up, not who makes a big play. And, you know, and that was West Virginia that screwed up. I agree with you. I think I think that ball's caught, even if he doesn't get any yards after catch, which he would have. Um, I don't right. see the pit. He, it was a 13. He was like – it was 13 yards down the field. And he then had, he had daylight in front of him. He had room, yeah. But I don't see the pit defense stopping the Mountaineers at that point. Um, and that's why when WVU gave up the tying score, I'm, you know, watching it from home, I'm usually kind of a pessimistic watcher. But when they scored that, I was like – I felt good. I was like, okay, they scored, it's tied. But I think JT's going to lead the, the team down the field, CJ Donaldson and them. And um, I think giving it to Donaldson to start and then that play, I think I think Graham was going to – uh, cost some place to, to lead us down the field for a touchdown, but it didn't work out that way. And yeah, you feel for Bryce Ward Wheaton, but he did have a good game. Um, and he, yeah, and he was beat up. I mean, he was, he got at least one or two dirty hits. Well, dirty in the eyes of like, you know, a football watcher, but not dirty if, according to Lewis Riddick, you know, so, um, well, but yeah, he got beat up. Pitt, so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pig pit alum Lewis Riddick in the booth calling the game. It's the cleanest hit ever to him. So it was a little frustrating too. Um, let's talk about JT Daniels. I have not seen a quarterback throw the ball like that since Will Greer. Um, I think he throws it better than Skylar Howard does. I think, um, his decision making was really good that first drive. Those two kind of muffed, fumbled snaps type thing. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, it's going to be a long day. And uh, he settled in. I think just kind of you want to talk about making things happen. Like, that first drive, he fumbles. Like, he he drops the ball in the snap. Pitt defense is crashing. He steps up, rolls out to his left, finds receiver. Like, he did everything right. Like, Bryce, he throws a, like, just a, like a, a ball and he gets hit and then Bryce Ford somehow is open and finds it and jumps it and gets it. Like he did everything right. Um, and I think that if he stays healthy, this team has a really bright future. Um, and I would say I am more confident in this offense now after watching them play last night than I was before the game yesterday. And let's also think of it this way. Like last year, West Virginia scored 31 points or more against a power five team three times. And they just did that in their first game of the season on the road against a Power 5 team who just won the ACC, who's number 17 in the country, and against the team that over the last three years they have the most sacks in FBS football. So he did that not against the Towson. He didn't do that against the Kansas. He did that against a pretty, pretty good pit team. And I'm impressed with JT. I'm impressed with this offense as a whole, I think. I think that – Graham Harrell really has a vision. I think Neil Brown turning the play calls. Like, with all due respect to last year's team, that offense does not stay in that game. That offense is not in that game, and it's not even close. So they got their guy in JT. Hopefully for West Virginia, he can stay healthy. Um, final line was 23 for 40, 214 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously the one-yard rushing score at the goal line. Um, so... 
It sucks that he just the interception. Like that's that can't be his. Like at some gotta, point we got to give... be some stat that changes. Yeah, at some mean? point we got to give interceptions so, to receivers. So, and... Yeah. So that's that's my thought on JT. I thought he played really well. I thought he's a leader. Like listening to him, I'll th- we'll throw the audio in at the end of this this podcast from his press conference about five six minutes long. He was a leader. He stepped up. He said. I wasn't thinking about the interception. I was just thinking about trying to make a tackle and then move on. Next play. He said, you can't teach fight and these guys will go to war with each other. So um, I'm happy with where he's at. I'm happy with where these guys are. And I think this offense led by JT Daniels, if he stays healthy, uh, this offense could really cause some problems in the big 12. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up the point. You haven't seen something like that since Will Greer, the the kind of, you know, drop the snap and beautiful over the throw, over the shoulder throw. Uh, you know, we haven't seen that because, you know, the last couple of quarterbacks have been Jared Dagey and and um, Austin Kendall and freaking Jack Allison. So, yeah, we haven't seen it since Will Greer. And I agree with your point. I mean, that last year's offense does not stay in that game. They lose by 13, 14, if it's last year's team, last year's offense. Yeah, that um, last year's offense would be lucky to score, I think, 20 points against that pit D. Because that pit D line, like, they're good. And that offensive line tried to hold up as best they could. And West Virginia kind of tried to spread them out with those outside runs. But, like, there were times, especially late there, that JT was kind of scrambling. Jared Dagey doesn't move the way JT did d- did last night, I don't think. I just think I kind of JT, JT's mentality when it's a broken play is a lot better – than where Diggy was last year. Yeah, well, because JT has feel. Um, he can feel the pocket collapsing. And this guy is just – he's a very talented guy. Like, he could very well be one and done here at WVU, and, and that's 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 okay. I mean, former five-star, good at USC, good at Georgia. He's He's been on a journey, and he's got the talent of an NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be some Aaron Rodgers, but he's got the talent to be there. We haven't seen a quarterback like that since Will Greer. Nobody has had the talent to be in the NFL. So he – He's got that natural feel for it, for it, the uh, the pocket awareness. Um, but uh, you know, to move to a different point, you know, it's a strong pit D line, and I thought at times the line, you know, did did their thing, but they got to they got to be better. I mean, Wyatt Milam um, was really really bad. Um, I didn't, I I don't know why Jordan White got so many snaps. Um, I think he's listed as a two, but he was not good. And Jaquay Hubbard had some pretty costly penalties. But that's, you know, I guess that's pretty normal considering Jaquay Hubbard didn't play very many meaningful snaps last year and neither did Jordan White. That's a big game. But, you know, why am I on? You know, it got to be better. Yeah, I I uh, wrote down on my notes yesterday during the game, I was like, Milam, like, those two procedure penalties early, one knocked you out of, a, I think it was, what, a fourth and short or a third and short? Fourth and short. Fourth and short, you're going to go for it um knocks you out of that another one where he just had a i think it was a unnecessary roughness penalty like those things can't happen like especially if you've made the first two you can't make the third with the unnecessary like you got to be better um talking about the offense line a little bit they they got beat late i think that there was some positives i think running the ball this offensive line did a damn good job sorry oh excuse my language a really good job running the ball um against this pit d line I think that especially when they got kind of outside that middle running up the middle, it's hard. Like it's hard. Um, but when they got outside the tackles, they kind of, they did a really good job. I think um, 
And I think that was evident with C.J. Donaldson, 7 for 125. Um, Brandon Yates to Hubbard. Neil Brown said after the game that he had a set of guys who he thought would play, and that's so he, that he kind of just rotated rotated guys. I think um, I think I saw Gamitter move a couple times. I think I saw Yates move once, maybe? Um also, tight end, it was good to see Mike O play. Mike O made a big play down the stretch there to kind of keep things going. That was another play JT Daniels made, like rolling out, just move, push yep. him up the field, buying time, buying time, finds Mike O. Mike O makes a great catch. Uh, defense, though, this secondary, let's we're hoping for the best with Charles Woods. I don't know what happened. Uh, we don't have an update for you on Charles Woods, but he did not look good. I know the cart came and got him. Uh Took him back to the locker room. I think he did return to the bench, but did not look good for him. Then Wesley McCormick, um, he got he got tossed, he got booted after a targeting call, which I think that was a targeting call. Like that was that was targeting. But if you're gonna call that targeting, you gotta call the others targeting. That's not for us to get into, but you got if you watch the game, you understand what we're talking about. Uh Andrew Wilson Lamp, he kind of had to come in there late because of the targeting call late. Um so it was kind of Weird to see. Um, no goes on the defense. You had two of them. Tyreek Austin Cave, the sophomore linebacker, he did not dress, as well as Jalen Thornton uh, on the defensive line. He did not dress. Excuse me. But this defense, if they can tackle better, if they tackle in space a little better, if they're able to kind of keep everything in front of them better, I think they are better. Um, just Aaron, your thoughts on the defense, the secondary, I think the secondary played well. I think there were points in times, uh, they made plays, they recovered well. I just think the biggest issue was tackling. I think late when Pitt got their second, their last offensive touchdown, I'll say it was a 23 yard scamper where it seemed like he broke six, five, six tackles there and West Virginia just couldn't bring, bring him down. And so you've got to make those plays in space. And I think I think that's part of though the first game. Uh, I haven't really been super live with other teams, and so it's just knocking the rust off. But I think in two, three weeks they're making some a lot more of those tackles. I'll say. Yeah. Um. As far as the defense goes, I mean, you can't say enough about guys like Dante Stills last night. I thought Jared Bartlett was fast on the ball. Lee Koba was too. Sean Martin played a heck of a game. Um. It's first game, a lot of young guys out there, so it's hard to be really critical, but I'm going to take the other side and say I didn't like the secondary. Um, when it came down to it, they didn't make the plays they needed to, and it's hard. Charles Woods is the only real leader, and he goes down with a with a lower body injury. Like, that's not good. Um, but I, I thought McCormick was not good. Uh, he got toasted a couple of times um, on that one play across the middle. The pit guy, the spin move. I mean, he should have been tackled after 15 yards. Um, and then he dropped that that hit, that targeting. I mean, that was a dangerous hit. Um, they showed the replay, and it was hard to watch. So I didn't think he looked good. I thought Marcus Floyd looked really bad too. Um, on that last touchdown, that that guy broke like seven tackles. But like, there was one tackle where like he could have been pushed out of bounds, and like Floyd like gave him a little push. He and then kind of like gave up on the play. So that that was hard to watch. Um, but they're young. Um, I know Neil likes them. Um, and so I do think they'll be fine. Um, but I think the Charles Woods injury is going to be something to watch because against teams like Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Texas, like 
they might be throwing the ball downfield more than what Slovis was. Oh, and the, that one play Slovis threw down the field, pit, the pit receiver dropped a touchdown. I mean, so they got cooked a little bit. Yeah, kind of going a little disagreement with you. Wesley McCormick, I think, was fine. Um, that targeting penalty sucks, but he almost had an interception, like on the near side. Oh, yeah, the game. About that. He comes across. If he gets a foot down, that's an interception. Ball is going the other way. So, like, he played well. I think – I'm not saying the secondary played well. I'm just saying – with the situation of losing McCormick late, losing Woods early, like I think they kind of did what they had to do when they battled. I think that it wasn't pretty, but I mean, they were in the game, and I think that's all you can ask. This defensive line, though, man, they got after it. Dante Stills, yeah, they he was getting after it all night. He was all over the place, man. He was he was flying. He's I think he he I know you disagreed with me the other day when we talked about the sack record. I think he, I think he gets it. I think he gets that that eight, that magic eight number this year. Yeah, disagree with that. Yeah, you said I don't know, and I said, well, it wasn't, sack on here. it wasn't on here. I think it was privately. Oh, okay. And I was like, he can three, four against Towson, and then we're, it's a different story. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think he played really well last night. Um, Jared Bartlett, <laughs> I was impressed. He got the sack early, uh, helped out late. He was. He was making plays. It's kind of good to see that. Obviously, I think we'll find out more of kind of the overall assessment of this defense on Tuesday when we talk Jordan Leslie. Uh, but I think the defensive line played well. I think uh, Lee Koba, he played well in the middle. Um, there were a couple times where I feel like there was a little miscommunication, but if you expected there to be no miscommunication in an atmosphere like that, I think you're just – you're just wrong. So I was impressed with this defense. And if we're being honest, like there were times, like Pitt's numbers weren't the best of this game, like 384 total yards, 76 rush yards on 38 rushing attempts. So like the biggest plays that hurt you weren't, it's not like Pitt made big plays by beating you down the field. They just made big underneath plays and let their receivers go and make plays. And I think that was the biggest difference is it's not like you saw Pitt do having this 20-yard bomb out route, this 25-yard down the field middle seam, you know? So it wasn't those things. It was more of the here's a seven-yard pass across the middle, keep running and go make a play. And I think that was kind of the biggest difference. Um, but Pitt's final line uh, on offense, 384 yards, 76 rushing yards on 38 rush attempts, two yards per rush. It's You'll live with that every single time, especially when you have 40 rushing attempts. Like, that's big. Uh, three rushing touchdowns. I thought when West Virginia's – I thought West Virginia's red zone defense was poor. I think that um, there were times where Pitt they, – they had made contact, made their first contact, and then they got pushed another five, six, seven yards into the end zone. You just can't have that. Once you make contact, you've got to at least try and bring them down and stop them, and they just didn't do that. I think – there was, I think, two touchdowns where the pit O-line kind of just got a huge push going to the end zone. Um, passing, um, yards after catch, 173 for Pitt. I think that's that's a huge story. Um, kind of one more thing I want to talk about, turnovers. Uh, JT Daniels talked about the interception. Caden Prather put the ball on the ground. Wasn't great. Um, I feel like he kind of could have made a smarter decision on that screen-type pass. Kind of feel like he ran into traffic rather than running out of traffic. Um, he kind of made up for it though. There towards the end of the first half, big twenty-three yard uh, third down conversion. Uh, Pitt they put the ball on the ground twice. I think. Uh, let's see here. No, they put it. So they put it on the ground twice. So they recovered it. 
West Virginia recovered it once, and the, it was really just that was Pitt. That was all Pitt. It wasn't really without mm-hmm. West Virginia defense. You just dropped the ball. Um, yeah. The takeaways. What's your one big thing? One two big things taken away after this game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right with the red zone defense. Um, is poor. They they got to get tougher when it comes to you know when you make contact with the running back or the quarterback or receiver, whoever, um, because the games are going to come down to that, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, there's going to be a game that comes down to, you know, first, second and goal, third and goal, something like that. So yeah, they got to be tougher with that. Um, yeah. Just mistakes on offense drops. Obviously the, the Ford Wheaton, we could talk all night about it, but you know, Traylon Davis dropped a, a wide open pass. The fumble. Yeah, that, was, that was confusing to me. Can we start to interrupt? That, no, you're was- right. Why is he in in that situation? That just – I don't know why your third-string tight end is in when you have Mike O, who's a sure thing. And according to every single report out there, Polanday has caught a lot of balls this fall. So – It makes um, no sense. Yeah. I don't know why he was in that spot. He was wide open too and just another drop. Obviously, that drop you don't remember. Um, I remember. But I think that – before you go back to you, uh, like Neil had a good point after the game. He said, we threw the ball 40 times, we had two drops. So in past years, there's been times they threw the ball 35 times and they had nine drops. So like the drops are magnified when they're the type of drop they were, but the, for the most part outside of that, like take out this one, take out the one play. If you take out that one play, I think this receiver group played really well last night. Yeah, they did two drops. Um, Mm-mm. Uh, I think that's first, what first, that's what he said. I think first, I'm I count four in my three or four in my. I head. mean, how about that? I think it was in the first half. There was the one where he jumped. I think he jumped. He could have gotten it. He threw JT threw that right. I mean, that was yep. a perfect throw. Fifty some yards. That that's a that's a play you gotta make. That's a drop, drop. in my opinion. And then um, the, obviously the, the touch the pick six and then Traylon Davis. Yep. Yeah. All right, two, go back to back to um, but yeah, yeah, just mistakes like that. To go back to the, you know, I mean, Pitt puts it on the ground and you recover. That happens one time, and you go and you immediately fumble. I mean, that that is some something that just that WV does, and you, you can't have that. And on that play, yeah, Prather Prather fumbled, and you know he's at fault. But um, you know, breaking down that play, it's a screen pass, and you need the other receiver who doesn't catch the ball to steal that block, and that's Sam James, and he his block was horrible and Prather ran right into traffic. Um, if Sam James steals that block, I think it's a different story, but yeah, if you're Prather, you can't put the ball on the ground. Um, so there's no excuses. Yeah. I think KP that's a tough break that led to pit points. Um, obviously. And that's, and the worst part about that is how like football is such a game. There's so much momentum that goes back and forth in a football game. You just get all the momentum. Pitt makes a mistake, right? Two plays later. You can't it's throw it They drive down the field. They score. That's what um, loses games is is not taking over and not taking advantage of mistakes because a team like that's not going to make a ton of mistakes. Um, you, you're almost there. McCormick almost had that pick, but it's not a pick. And there's almost another fumble, but you know, not a fumble. And when you get that one, you can't immediately put the ball back on the ground. You can't do it. Yeah, and I think kind of one of the biggest storylines is the the almosts, right? Like there are so many opportunities for this team and i just want to talk big 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 picture here for the rest of the season my prediction for this team before last night was seven and five 
I can see this team going and getting eight wins. I just think that this offense, they are going to get better. I think that CJ Donaldson is going to get better. And I think that you're not going to face a defensive line like you did last night every single week. Oklahoma's not having that defensive line. Like you're going to face an Oklahoma State defense that probably is the closest thing to Pitt last night. But I doubt you face a better, a better, more talented defensive line in a and mixing talent with experience. I doubt you face a better one the rest of your schedule than you did last night. And so if you can clean up a couple things on defense, obviously Charles Woods injury, big deal. Obviously having to kind of look at making more plays in space on defense, um, becoming more reliable on offense, you know? So there's all these little things that I think you can clean up. And I think to JT Daniels's point after the game of we're fighters, we're going to fight compared to, we're not in a place where we need to be, but you can fix the things. As he said last night, you can fix the things that you, that were mistakes last night. You can't fix how you guys had effort, how you guys fought. And I think this team played with a lot of effort. I think they fought hard and in the end, it just wasn't enough. Um, But I also think they outplayed Pitt. I think West Virginia was the better team. It's just, there was the couple plays here and there and that make winter breaks. These rivalry games, winter breaks, like, and that sucks. So going forward, my one big takeaway was that this offense is going to be really good. I think the potential for this offense is high. Um, like what I, what I just hope that this drop doesn't haunt Bryce Ford the rest of the way, because outside of that drop, he was really good. Like he looked like a potential NFL receiver last night without that drop. So he was really good. He was physical. I think this whole offense was physical. Offensive line, they gotta clean a couple things up. Can't have can't have the dumb penalties, but I think the dumb penalties don't come with every game. I think it kind of comes with this rivalry game. And so this offense I think is gonna be good. And if this defense can kind of as we said before, right? They gotta mesh. These all these new pieces, they gotta come together. As soon as they start coming together more, I think this team can make some noise. And I think this team can win eight games this year. Yeah, big picture. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't know. Gives me 2017 vibes with Greer coming in and playing his first game, and it's good. And he's just he still won seven games. I don't know. Yeah, it's... I think I texted our group. I think I texted our group chat. Yeah, you did. I, I was like, this gives me Virginia Tech 2017 vibes. Yeah. And then I got a text back privately from someone last night. I will not name them. They said on the last drive when West Virginia was kind of driving, and I think it was during one of the injury timeouts, it was like, is this going to be a Will Greer 18 Austin? And I responded, no. Like, I just, I didn't think so. But also, the, like, I think you go for two there. If you score a touchdown, like, I don't know why you wouldn't, but that's conversation doesn't need to happen because it didn't happen. So I think this offense is really good. I think that JT Daniels is really good. If he stays healthy, look out because West Virginia proved that they can stay in the game with one of the country's top defenses. And so that is a plus. Um, what else you got? Anything else from you, um, big picture? Yeah, wise? yeah. I mean, big picture for the season. I I like the offense, but um, I like I like Harrell and and Daniels and all that. But um, I don't think that drop will haunt Bryce Ford Wheaton. I think he'll be good, but there's got to be people step up for this offense to be complete. Um, especially when the young secondary is probably going to be toasted every now and then against talented Big Twelve teams because that's the Big Twelve. You put up points. You know, Oklahoma will still score. Texas, all these teams will score. So it's going to come down to offense at some point. And 
the procedure penalties have to stop. I mean, it's every year. It's it's been every year since since Neil got here in nineteen. There's always procedure penalties on third and one, third and two, fourth and one, a procedure pony. Um you you need improvement from guys like I mean, Sam James has been here for a while. He needs to he, he had a decent game last night, but he's got to step up at some points. I think sophomore season, Caden Prather's got to step up and make some plays. He's got to secure the ball better. Um, the offense is good, and I like it big picture, but it's incomplete. Um, and But I don't think they're that far away from being complete. Yeah, I think I think also, though, we have to also keep in mind that this was game number one. It was game number one of the season, but it was also game number one for JT Daniels in a lot like he had not played in this type of environment in a little bit um he played with Georgia last year obviously played that Clemson game early in the year but he hadn't he has not played football really in almost a whole calendar year like 10 11 months here so he was getting out there Graham Harrell was getting out there like there were a lot of firsts on that offense um and I was I'm I'm not upset with where they were and how they played last night just because I I don't think a lot of people are giving Pitt's defense credit for how good they actually are. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish like as one of the best two defenses in their conference in the ACC, and if they like again are one of the best defenses, especially on the defensive line in the country. They're just super physical. They're going to get after you. Um, and I think this offense made plays. I think I was pleasantly surprised by C.J. Donaldson when he first came in the game for his first carry. I was like. Oh, good to see. Because as we talked about it, like he wasn't on the depth chart. Play? Neil kind of gave a little snarky answer that seemed like, oh, is he not going to play? Like, did something happen? Like, we were caught off guard. First, first freaking carry goes like 30, 40 yards down the field. And then we're like, oh my goodness, this kid's second. Like, he, like it was crazy to see. Um, 100 yards in a, as a true freshman in the first game in a rivalry game. That's really freaking good and he blocked and, a punt which immediately led to his touchdown i mean that's ridiculous he blocked a punt and then the next play he ran in for a touchdown yeah, like, and carried like four defenders with him yeah. um so seven for 125 touchdown block punt i mean i just what seven carries like i don't know like i'm kind of biting my tongue like why is he not getting the ball a little bit more when he's proven that he's a big guy he's got electricity and he can run downhill i, just, I think that's part, i think that's part of it though aaron i think it's part of it is that he hasn't been this running back in a little bit like he said he came into west virginia expecting to be receiver tight end running back like he was told that was part of the he said the what he liked about this place was that he felt he could fit in in multiple spots so i think that him i don't think he's your running back one yet i just think I think there you take too much of a pounding that this offense that this like offensive staff doesn't want him to take this early in his career. I think that Tony Mathis, um, sixteen carries, seventy six yards. He did not really run the ball well until late in that game. Um, yeah, I also think that yeah. I, hold on one, one second. I also think that his runs were not designed as well schematically as. Other runs, I think he was sometimes put in spots that were to get three yards, not just kind of break open plays. And I think that although C.J. Donaldson came in in a couple third and short situations and ran the ball down the field, I think that's more of a – not a knock on Mathis. I think it's more of a reason that C.J. – it's more of a reason because no one wants to tackle someone who's 275 pounds running straight down, like, at you. So – that's not a knock on Tony Mathis, but I just think that 
for a true freshman, I don't want him getting 20 carries a game. I think that seven number, seven to 12 number is kind of your sweet spot for Donaldson. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, it's his first collegiate game. He's a true freshman. Um, but they've raved on him all, all, um, all camp and for good reason. Um, I think you're right about Mathis. I don't think he ran the ball extremely well. Um, but he did have, he did have one good run where he kind of eluded a pit defender. This was, I want to say fourth quarter. Um, I think, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, with a with an offense that that needs to find a running back after Letty Brown, obviously Mathis is the number one. But I mean, if Donaldson keeps it up, I, I, if he's the best player on the field at that position, I I don't see why he can't be a running back one. But I don't know the coaches playing with him, and um, I want to see. I what I want to see with him is I want to see him disguised as a running back, and then they do play action and they find him on the outside because I think if he can catch the ball which he's supposed to. He came here as a tight end, right? Like, if he can catch the ball in space, he can also cause problems. Uh, Justin Johnson, I thought he ran hard. Another running back in that room. Uh, four carries, 12 yards. I thought he ran well. Like, the effort was there. That's all you can really ask for. And then it was good to see Garrett Green get on the field. Um, works hard. Um, and kind of a wrinkle, you know? Like, throw that in the game three times, you know? Like, it was it – because was, it caught – like, when it catches you off guard, you know it's catching the defense off guard. And mm-hmm. – Worst case scenario, like you don't get to run the play, they burn a timeout. So there's a lot of different moving, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of different moving parts there. Uh good to see him get a carry. At first I was like, wait, what? Like is JT hurt? And I was like, wait, no. It's just like mm-hmm. this is what they do, this is what they do. I was impressed by Graham Hill's play calling. I think there was a good balance. I think I there was never a point where I was confused, I don't think, by the play calling. And I can't say the same from last year. I just think that I think yeah. I think this offense is in a really good spot, game one. Uh, it really did give me Virginia Tech 2017 vibes, though, of new quarterback, first-year transfer quarterback, and hostile environment, uh, and, like, down the wire. Under the last play, like, yeah. oh, you can make a play, and then just couldn't get it done. And if that means this team's going to then be that similar to that 17 and then 18 team, like, all right, like, that's your best two teams you've had in the last eight years, so – like go get that. Oh, uh, that's, that's Kyler Howard team that won. Yeah, uh, sixteen. They they won ten ball games, okay. but that TCU was down that year. But yeah, yeah. We get we get the point. So yeah. I'm impressed with this offense. I'm impressed with the play calling. I think that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives. You just lost in the worst way, and that's the hardest part. Like if West Virginia played Baylor last night and it was in Waco, and they lose on that. It hurts, but you move on. Oh, it's pit. It's pit. But because it's Pitt, because it's the first game in 11 years, it hurts that much more. And those that's the play that you're going to see for the rest of this rivalry. Um, that's a play that's like, I hate to bring it up, but it was like, oh, it was like 2007 Pat Mac. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was in your head. In your head, all you can think about is all the bad. And Unfortunately for the Mountaineers, they just couldn't get it done yet again. But I am confident with this team going forward, and I am really confident with this offense. Um, special teams look good. Uh, I know we kind of briefly talked about that. Oliver Straw, punter from Australia, two freshmen from Australia. It was actually cool. The Pitt punter and the West Virginia punter, same same schools. Like both true freshmen, both punted well, both from the same place. So good to see both of that from them. Um, 
Casey Leg did his job. Can't ask much more. Uh, it was good to see two touchbacks in a game, right? Uh, yes, on I was so caught off guard by that. At first, uh, the first two didn't really get down there, and then he got one in the end zone. He got the second one in the end zone. I was like, thank you. You know, um, Neil said Parker Grothoff is going to add add to it, and he did. Um, game balls, you ready to get there? You got anything else? Mm. Yeah, we move on to game balls. Game balls, CJ Donaldson for me. Played really well. Um, obviously, true freshman first game. JT Daniels, game ball. I just think that he was he was good. Um, I'm also going to give a game ball. Excuse me, Dante Stills up front, Jared Bartlett up front. Both of them played really well. Dante, man, he was he was playing with that fire. He was playing with that passion. And I I loved to see that. Um, I think I, I don't know. I don't really want to give a game ball to anyone in the secondary. I think Aubrey Burks played marginally well. Um, I just think that when you you like you kind of for secondary play, you got to kind of look at the tape and see what it is. And it's ten a.m. the morning after, and we have not done that. So those are my four game balls. Um, if it wasn't for that drop, Rice Ford would be the player of the game for me. But he, I just I don't know that drop looms too large. So. Yeah, uh, one just... more one more thing before you get into yours. I was impressed with the pace this offense had. Um, I think there were drives where they moved with tempo, they moved down the field, they scored quick. And I think that's what you got to have in this Big 12, and I think that's what you got to have as an offense in general. All right, your game balls, go. I mean, it's kind of hard to go any different route that you went. I don't want to copy you, but um, my number one for me is going to be JT Daniels. Um, you know, played played with good pace, like you said. He can run a two-minute offense. haven't seen that in a while. Um, he can make throws that NFL guys can can make. Like he can he can take a broken play and make it a twenty yard pass. Um, and I thought he played well. Um, considering, like you said, he hasn't played in like a full calendar year. Um, so numbers wise, I give it to him. I think the best player for WV was CJ Donaldson. I mean, you're talking about a guy who immediately runs the ball downfield for like forty yards. Um, he had like one run. I think he had like only one run that like he didn't get more than five yards. Walked a punt and immediately scored a touchdown. So he's my player of the game. And on the defensive side, I was going to give it to Dante, but I think I'll just give it to the whole D-line. Um, and like plus plus the linebacker play. I mean, Jared Bartlett and Lee Koba. Um, so I think that whole up front group yeah. gets it for me. That D-line against like Pitt's offensive line is no slouch either. So that D-line played really well in a tough environment. And I think that they, they, they're going to be a bright spot moving forward. And one more thing, my last thing, kind of just about this whole season, I keep thinking of different things. Like, there's no reason this all this team can't go into some of the places that they got to go into and win. Like, all respect to Lane Stadium in two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. All respect to Stillwater. All respect to Austin. And I think and that's the loudest stadium you're going to be in this year was last night. Um. I just got like that atmosphere was awesome. It was a great opening game for college football. It was a great like if you want a standalone game Thursday night. Obviously, there was the Penn, Penn State Purdue game, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but if you want a standalone return of the brawl, like that was it. Like it was a really, really, really good college football game. I was impressed. I hope you were impressed. I hope the world was impressed. Fortunately for the Mountaineers, they just couldn't get it done in the end. Yeah, it's very disappointing. You know, the whole nation's watching you college game day. Um, 
but I, you know, I do think that might that might be the loudest stadium of the year. Um, you know, I know it gets loud in Ames and 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 Stillwater and all that, but oh, and Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, but um, you and know, Austin, I, there's a hundred thousand people in the stadium, so yeah, yeah. How did I forget oh, that? One? Yeah, it was a Pittsburgh sports record last night. Seventy thousand six twenty two, I think, was the announced attendance. So. Yeah, like, yo, that was a record crowd you had last night. And there was there was a lot of Mountaineer fans. They showed out. They showed out for sure. Yeah, it was a good showing. Um, but, you you know, if you want to get over the hump, if you will, you're going to have to win games on the road. And WVU has simply not done that very well. Um, in the Neil Brown era, I know in 19, they, they went to Manhattan, Kansas and won, and they went to Fort Worth and won. But that TCU team didn't make a bowl. Mm, you know, so they went to Fort Worth last year and won, but, like, the big road games – the the eighteen Texas type games like you're gonna have to you have to steal a couple this year you know you're down to o one o one like I know it's a good pit team but you know you got to go to Lane Stadium and win now I mean what Virginia Tech to, what, Virginia Tech is a have, must win because you, you showed that you are better yeah. you are yeah. a better team than what most think after last night and Virginia Tech is not should not be yeah. as good as they were last year so you should you are now expected to go into Lane Stadium and, they, and win that and, game and they weren't even that good last year. Um, so yeah, you have to win that game. No excuses. There's historically like there's games like this where you know heartbreak or whatever, and then sometimes the team's just a little bit better than you. So like say we go down to Austin and lose by like five or something. But historically, every season there's no shows, and you can't have no shows this year. Kansas State on the road last year was a big no show. Baylor on the road last year didn't even didn't even show up to Waco. So there's not like there can't be any of that this year. You got to be playing down to the. I mean, you gotta you gotta be playing your game. And if you're playing a team like Oklahoma State or Texas, that might be a little bit better than you on paper. You still got to be down to the wire with them. No, no, no shows this year. What I will say though is that I think that kind of your if you have a no show, I think it starts at the top with your quarterback. And I think that JT Daniels is too good, and I think he's too much of a leader of this offense. And I think like if we're if you really want to be honest, this team's going to come together after last night. I saw like. Pitt kind of walked like West Virginia's tunnel was right next to the Pitt student section. And when they were walking off the field, Pitt was kind of going over towards their student section, but also kind of in a way following West Virginia. It looked like some dudes were waving. Like this group's going to come together after that loss. And I'm excited to see how they respond because there's not often that you have opportunities to get off the mat and respond. They've got 11 more games this season. And if they go win eight of those, then we're still thinking about this game. Like, dang, we lost it. But like, you also think that if you have eight more games, you're winning six conference games. Like, that's a big deal. So, hopefully, this kind of lights a fire saying, look, we're good enough to compete with some dudes. Let's go do that. Um, last thing for me, I know I've said that three times now. Like, if you want to think, like, let's think about West Virginia's schedule. Texas, what do they do? They got B. John Robinson, they're going to win the ball. Well, West Virginia just had faced 40 carries and allowed two yards per carry. So, there's positives here. Like, this offense is going to keep your team in games. Defense steps up a little bit. Obviously, Charles Woods' injury is big. Defensive line plays well throughout the season. This team could be good. And there hasn't been that sense of optimism since 18. And I think that's why, even though the loss sucks, there's so many good things to see from this team going forward. Yeah, they, they faced a lot of adversity last night. Um, yeah. They, I'm sure they got disrespected a good bit before the game and and you know they're right there. They probably should have won the game last last night, but they didn't. So it's gonna it's gonna be a test. And I I'm like you, and I think they're gonna they're out they're gonna rally together. Mm. I really like J T Daniels as a leader. 
Um, you just got a new system with Graham Harrell. Um, and it just it reminds me a little bit more like Will Greer, David Sills, Gary Jennings days as opposed to the last three years. But, you know, it's, it's also very different too. So, and, you know, to stay on the kind of no-show topic, I mean, I don't think that happened with Will Greer and, and that and that kind of team. Maybe maybe 18 Iowa State, but I think Will Greer was concussed in that game, but that's beside the point. They just didn't really they just didn't really do that. They if they lost, they lost because they, you know, because of a couple plays or because the team was better. It's not because they they went out there and no showed. So I fully expect this 2022 team to to not do that behind JT Daniels. Um and you know there's a lot of positives from last night, but it just it hurts. It does hurt, and the best thing in the world is that they get to go out in eight days and play Kansas. So hopefully if you're the Mountaineers, you kind of take this fire, take this energy, put it all into KU, and you go beat the brakes off Kansas, get 1-0 in the Big 12, move on to Towson, beat Towson, and then you're setting up yourself. You can go You can go 3-1 and one in this month with the two teams you have to face on the road in rivalry games on Thursday nights. We'll take it. You take it. And although you're going to be thinking hindsight, oh, what if if you win that Virginia Tech game and you take care of Kansas and Towson? Oh, we could be 4-0 right now in Texas. You got to also think, this is year four. Like, you want to see improvement? I think you saw that improvement last night. Play calling is always going to be a question. Big decisions like that. 2020 is hindsight. So you just got to move on. And this team will move on, and they will move on in a week. So that's it. You got anything else? No, I said my piece. That is it for us today. Um, If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Give us a follow, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate you listening. We will come back to you, I would say, Tuesday after press conferences, right? Tuesday Tuesday or Wednesday with a preview. Tuesday or Wednesday with a Kansas preview. Uh, Until then. I'm Wesley Shoemaker, joined by Aaron Parker. We thank you for listening, and this is the Blue Gold Sports Podcast. And one more thing, we are throwing in the JT Daniels interview, and it is right here. All right, so JT, your first time back out there, at least this year, and for West Virginia, just give us your analysis, your performance, the offense, a couple of mistakes, they're hurt, but overall, what do you think? Uh, all around, I felt great. Uh, I felt great with myself, and really the whole team in general, um, offense, defense. I'm really proud of this team, um, to be honest with you. I think uh, I think of all things that you can fix from a week-to-week basics, uh, week-to-week basis, execution is one of them. Um, culture and fighting, like like a team of fighters, you can't fix that, and this team can fight. Uh, there, there's a lot that I'm very optimistic about uh, about this team. Take me through those two touchdown passes to Bryce. What's the key to timing up that fade? And just, did you feel good about that chemistry coming into today? Yeah, uh, with all the receivers, I feel great about it. Um, you know, I played football for a long time, uh, and, a, and a lot of just throwing a back shoulder fade is, you know, it's something I've been doing since I was 10 years old. Uh, at this point, it's pretty much second nature. Uh, I don't have to think too much about it, and it's something me, Bryce, KP, Sam, really all of us have worked a lot on. Jake, do you want to ask you about the interception? What are the emotions like as a quarterback when you probably put the ball exactly where you want to, and then you end up watching them put it in the opposite end zone? Uh, well, the first thing you do is try and make a tackle. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, after the play, I said, who cares? You know, it makes the story cooler. Uh, I'm not, like, if that if I throw Bryce a thousand stop routes, that might happen once. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's unlucky. It's a fluke thing that happened, and it happened. Um, 
to me, it's like as soon as that, as soon as that play's over, it's like, all right, next play. Let's go, let's go out and score. Uh, and I think we did a great job in the last two minutes of the game. Um, you know, we weren't putting, we weren't put in a great situation. Uh, I think we did a great job giving it all we had. I think Reese made a hell of a play. Um, and you just came up, you know, just that little bit short. What did you say to him? Uh, so you went to him afterwards? I told him I was proud. Um, you know, it was a, he, I don't know how many targets he had that game, but I don't think it was too many. Um, and he really didn't give he was, uh, he was ready to go as soon as his number was called. They gave us a two-man look. Uh, Reese had that. Reese read it perfectly. I think he ran a great route. Um, I think that ball had to be. I, I think I could have gotten up a little bit and try to keep it uh, away from both safeties that were collapsing on it. Um, and it's something we've Reese has caught a few of those in practice, uh, and I really think he caught. I think he did a great job, uh, and I was really proud of him. From not not one time did he uh, say, "Yo, I need the ball." He was. He ran his ran his ass off every play. Um, and when, when, when his number was called on, I think he did everything he could have. So your angle, do you think he caught it? I mean, I thought he did based on the, the rule. I wasn't aware that the ball can hit the ground as long as the receiver had control. Um, and I thought he did. I, I thought he had control, but I guess not. Uh, I don't make the calls. JT, I mean, you've obviously been in a lot of big atmospheres between USC and Georgia. Um, where did this one um, rank up there for you? It's, it's definitely up there. Um, it was really cool. Uh, I, I love uh, hostile student sections and the all, the whole crowd and all that. I think that's my, probably one of my favorite things about college football. That makes college football different from anything else uh, is is how involved you know the fans are, um, and I think it's great. Uh, so it, it was definitely up there. It's, it's an experience I'll remember for a long time. JT CJ said that he made some checks to give him a handoff. Um, was it strictly because of the defense, or did you kind of think he might have had something? CJ is pretty special, uh, and they didn't. It doesn't seem like anybody wants to tackle him. And if it doesn't seem like anybody wants to tackle him, I'm giving him the ball. Jake, this is your first chance to play in a game scenario in a W uniform. Just what do you hope that Mountaineer fans learn about you today in this game? Um, I'm gonna give it everything I got, no matter what it is, uh, no matter what the situation is. And I think if you watch the game, uh, I think you see this whole team has that in them. Um, like I said earlier, you can clean up execution, and we'll clean up execution. There were a lot of points we left on the table, um, but that's fine. You know, it's it's going to happen sometimes. What the things that you can't fix, we don't have to fix. The team will fight. Like they'll go to war. Um, and that's a team I'm proud of, and a team I'm proud to be on. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.